two, one. Hello and welcome back to the Habs Puck Drop Podcast. This is the second game uh, against Calgary at home. Uh, Calgary leads 1-0 after the first period. So, I don't know about you, but this was the worst period of hockey, in my opinion, the Habs have played so far. Yeah, a little bit of a sluggish start. Uh, it just looked like, you know, I can't tell if it was, you know, us being a bit sluggish or if Calgary, like, really got their shit together. They did have that players-only meeting, but, I mean, that only goes so far. I'm sure, you know, it riled the guys up a little. Um, but, yeah, I just, I just, we look very, um, you know, out of sync with our each breakout, other. Yeah, our breakout looks slow. Yeah. Um, I know Calgary, you know, we got we got to keep the pucks out of the neutral zone with Calgary because uh, they'll just stop us at the blue line. Um, and I think that's what's kind of biting us. I think that's something we did really well last game, but I think this period we kind of slacked. It looked like our breakout was just, you know, we weren't getting the, the, the passes, uh, you know, on the sticks and we couldn't get the uh, dump and chase going. But, um, you know, Allen looks good. Yeah, that looks good. I mean, that was a really nice shot from Godro. Yeah, there's not much you can do with a guy like yeah. that. Power play too, but uh, you know, I think I'm expecting a bit more of a rougher game. Um, I think you know the Habs like thrive in the second period. Yeah, um, I think definitely. we. Yeah, I think we're like outscoring uh, in the second period, like fifteen to two or something like that. So, um, what do you what do you think we need to clean up? Uh, I think we need to kind of readjust our forecheck. Uh, it was noticeable how much Markstrom plays the puck. Uh, it's, we're not used to seeing that normally we're the goalie that plays the puck yeah. well, but, uh, I do think the Habs need to kind of adjust their forecheck. We're not really getting those chances. We had one or two, you know, Suzuki right on the doorstep there, but I think they just need to kind of increase the intensity overall, yeah. just kind of get in the swing. We're starting the second period with a power play, so we'll see how it goes. But, uh, honestly, I just, uh, I want to meet them a little more at the blue line. I find they're walking in on us. And I just want to get, again, like last game, out of the neutral zone. I am going to make one prediction going into either the second or the third. I have a good feeling about Kotkaniemi scoring tonight. Okay. So we'll see where that goes. Yeah, I, could, I, could, I feel that too. I I have a good feeling about Tatar tonight. I don't know why. I uh, can't really explain it. Um, but, you yeah, know, going back to the Markstrom thing, it is really noticeable. I didn't know he played the puck that much. He's really stifling our forecheck. Yeah, I mean, we're not used to seeing some of these goalies we've been seeing more regularly, like the Markstroms and the Holtbys and the Demkos of the world, because, you know, we're not used to playing these teams as much. But I think we're going to get used to seeing, you know, a lot, um, you know, these high-quality goalies, especially Markstrom, that, and, you know, Hellebuck to come and everything. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just a little frustrating to see because... We know what this team can do, and I'm sure, you know, it's early in the game. Get the, like, you know... They're being a little chippy with Romanov. You know, a little bit, yes, I did notice that. Yeah, they're they're kind of going after space. the rookie a little bit. Yeah. But it's good to see, you know, Perry has his back, Kulak has his back. Yeah. Um, I did notice Paul Byron, though, all over the ice. Yeah, great. You know, two toe drags for a nice play. He's making smart plays. Our penalty kill still, you know, a, a bad bounce. That's another goal in the power play. Uh, penalty kill, excuse me, and... I don't know. Like it's it's one of those games where like that period should have been zero zero or should have been one one. But you know, one good bounce here, one bad bounce there, and that's the difference. I have a, yeah. Speaking of Byron, I, I have a good feeling about Byron too. Actually, uh, I think he's due and he's making good plays. Um, you know, and that that line's just a strong line. So 
I'm going to say Bayern and Tatar in the second. Okay, I'm definitely going to go with my Kot Kiemi pick, but I, I could see Tatar scoring, especially on the power play if he's out there. But other than that, I don't have uh, much else to What talk. do you think trick is to Markstrom right now? He looks pretty uh, just hot. Volume. Just volume. Just test him. You yeah. know, we didn't take more than two shots at him in the first half of the period. Just got to load him up with shots. Just yeah. statistically alone, one will go in. But yeah, other than that, yeah. we'll just check in after the second. All right, and we're back. Ooh, this is going to be a fun one. <laughs> I have We some, both have some pent-up rage I here. I have some things to say directly to Dylan Dubé, <laughs> directly to the refs. That was a fucking gutless hit. Oh, my God. So, first of all, directly to the NHL. If that is not a suspendable play, you got to get rid of George Paros. I mean, George Paros being the player safety is already a joke. Yeah. But Dylan Dubé made only contact with the yeah. head. He drew blood. And it was a Calgary power play. Yeah. and We uh, need to talk about that. Yeah. Another thing is the Sportsnet commentators on our feed arguing that that was a uh, the proper play for Dylan Dubé to make. They're out of their mind. Well, this is clearly the most unathletic, out-of-shape guy they could find because this is someone who can't probably skate. Yeah. You could just tell. This is someone who... He absolutely does not understand the game of hockey. Saying that's his role on the team. First of all, Dylan Dubé is not an agitator. He's a point scorer. He always has been. Second of all, that's not throwing a big hit. No. That's a small player leaving his feet to hit a bigger player in the face. Blindside. Blindsiding him. Yeah. Kodiemi could have easily have been concussed by that. And yeah. sidebar on this, what happened to Josh Anderson? They have not showed us anything. We yeah. don't know a thing. Before we go to Josh Anderson, the, the worst part of that was that we got the penalty. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's just a Sherrod joke. got a it's Sherrod just got a, a roughing penalty, we're which back, is just... Yeah. We're, just, we're back to the stupidity of the refs calling every single play. How many fucking play. penalties do we have? I, I, I don't think we have even six know, penalties. But, like, again. between the two teams, I just... I don't want to watch the teams battle it out on the special teams. Yeah. It's a special team. It's supposed to be, like, the off chance that it happens... There was more time on penalty kills and power plays and four on fours than regular five on five hockey, and it's just it like we said it before. It's killing, like the game for the most part. Yeah. You now know, where the hell's Josh Anderson? Yeah, I don't know. It better not be his shoulder. I you know I'm, you know this is my biggest nightmare. Like honestly, going into this contract where we got, you know basically locked this guy down for as many years as we did, um, if this is his shoulder, uh. You know, that's bad news for us because that means that, you know, what we were told in the off season with him, you know, uh, going through thorough rehab, which I'm sure he did, uh, and him being basically, uh, you know, crystal clear in the shoulder socket, uh, you know, if he's already leaving games this early into the season, you know, I don't think we're going to have a, uh, you know, 82 game a year, Josh Anderson, like ever. Yeah, I, I hope everything's all right. I hope it's just like a little bit of a, you know, he comes back in the third. Maybe. But what worries me most, though... Oh, but they said he's done for the night. He's done so, for the yeah. night, which that worries me. But also what worries me was that there was no clear play that made him leave. Yeah, we haven't... And they haven't showed so us the what, moment he left. What what makes me... What that makes me think of is maybe he took a shot and his shoulder gave out or something. Yeah. So maybe he took a slap shot or took a wrist shot and his shoulders gave out threw on him. which is Or threw a hit. So, like, that's literally the worst-case scenario. Yeah. Because at least the last time he left, like, it was clear there was a hit on the boards, and he looked like his, he bent his wrist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, no, this is probably the worst-case scenario with, with Josh Anderson. I really hope he's he's not out, because that would just, you know, when you lose a guy, you know, who's that significant in, uh, you know, on that Suzuki line, you know, we are, you know, a five-line team, but not in our top six. Yeah, we're... 
We're two lines and then three lines. I yeah, we say. have three. We have three uh, lines that can play the bottom six. We don't have you know multiple top six lines. Yeah. Even though we do run four lines, you know, it, we need that completion for that Suzuki Druin line because all of a sudden that Druin Suzuki line doesn't have a finisher. Yeah, and let's just talk about finishing for a second. The Habs are so due. The amount of yeah, this is a the f- amount of unbelievable bounces that have gone Markstrom's way, and the amount of crossbars and posts and you know shooting it directly into his glove and three on ones that get deflected and it just i like i'm not worried about their offense i'm just getting a little frustrated and you know the three on one with edmondson lekanen and, and dano um you know great pass by lekanen but you know if dano was just going to take a shot that's just going to miss the net and like obviously he didn't mean to miss the net but i'd rather lekanen just take that shot then well at that point yeah just put it low corner but if it goes in it goes in if it hits a pad and gets a rebound at least you have a guy there to bury it just like i'm just getting frustrated with yeah dano. i'm not gonna jump on him for that three on one because clearly he didn't mean to miss the net he was aiming for that top left corner there but what really pissed me off was in that uh, that in the two minute mark in that in that period when he literally uh, he was along the the boards along the um, along the uh, Habs uh, Habs side, and he just completely left the zone. Yeah, like he you know we, we were in their offensive zone. We had four guys in and they had two. They were doing a line change. He got a bit he got pinned and pressured a bit on on the boards and he left the zone. Yeah, and I'm, it led to a two on one Calgary. Play. I'm just I'm noticing him in the wrong ways tonight. It's the only reason I'm harping on. It's not just the three on one. I've noticed a few times now where I just don't like what I'm seeing, and it's unfortunate because he normally is play well. Druin, I don't know what he's doing out there. He's getting caught entering the zone. He's making those bad drop passes. He's standing in front of the net like he got a controller turn off not moving his feet yeah he literally looked like he was lagging in front of the net yeah. he wasn't reaching for the puck even and also what the fuck is jonathan drew doing in front of the net no i i don't know get him out of front of the net okay he doesn't belong there he doesn't have the grit to be in front of the net and also like you know where his skill set is at i mean like his skill set is making those big passes he's not gonna make those plays in front of the net no. get out of the net i know he's much better along the wall or below the goal line there, making the bumper pass i just i don't know what exactly the plan is i know that's obviously they're they're working on the fly because maybe you know they had to shift around the lines anderson was out then maybe caught kniami need to sit out a shift because he's you know bleeding from his face which was no yeah. call i still i can't believe it i just can't believe they the habs got a penalty for that yeah. i just you I, can't possibly call roughing play and and not only that but i i'm i know i'm going after the refs a lot too with this but the fact that all the players stopped playing but the refs were just like play on yeah Cockney is lying on the ground like you that's clearly like you blow the whistle not for a penalty for an injury yeah. I thought he was out cold yeah 100% I thought he was out they, cold. They, it's just so funny because they're calling everything like they're nitpicking on like uh you know small hockey plays that lead yeah. to you know small small hooks or small interference plays even the one on Gallagher it's like yeah Gallagher fell Majoring Gallagher minors Gallagher jumps everywhere you know I wouldn't even call that interference that was kind of just like a wink and a nod at closing <laughs> for the one for Kotkaniemi but they seem to miss every dangerous play ever made like yeah every dangerous play where a guy is like literally almost knocked out bloody nose they don't see but they'll see uh you know they'll see uh Philip Dano grab someone's jersey for half a second yeah or the arm that tucks under the stick and then they yeah. call holding but you know there's you know I never thought I would dislike Calgary, but, you know, I find they have a lot of gutless players on yeah, that team. A lot of dirty I'll, players. There's a, there's a, you know, Lucic, Kachuk, Dubé, Lindholm, all those guys, I hope they get crunched in the third period. Like, yeah. we, I hope, like, you know, someone My, steps we've up We've been talking them. about this, you know, while we're watching the games. So like, I want to put it on the podcast, too, but 
I just would tell my team, if I'm the Habs, finish every hit. Calgary's not a big team. They have pests. But Godro, Dubé, Lindholm, these are not big guys. They get the puck on the boards, just run through them. I promise you, after the third time getting bowled over by, you know, like a Kotkaniemi or even like a, like, a, I mean, Anderson's out, but a Perry or an Evans or a Lekkanen, Godro's not going to take that extra hesitation with the puck. He's going to just make bad passes. Just rush these guys. Like, I don't know why the NHL, and we see it across the NHL, why they give these guys like a second to breathe. Yeah, I understand you're kind of getting pulled out of position, but just accommodate with a zone defense for two seconds. If we're on the penalty kill and the puck's coming around the boards to Godro, meet it at the point of contact. The second his stick touches the puck, he's getting thrown into the boards. Yeah, Every just... time, I would rather sacrifice the off chance that he can make a tenth of a second cross ice pass, but he still ends up on his ass because... He will stop making those passes. Yeah, I guarantee it. Obliterate Godro because a guy that size, okay, one, he gets the benefit of speed because he's so small, okay, but he loses the benefit of being able to take hits and play physically along the boards. The fact that he's so small and you just decide not to play physical against him, you're giving him a, like a double plus. Yeah. Okay, so like he's tiny, but he's getting the benefit of also being big because you're not hitting him. Yeah, it doesn't make any so sense. So you have to bury this guy because, like, if not, he's literally, you know, he, he's untouchable on the ice and he's going to make those plays. It's Johnny Godro. I saw Suzuki do it once last pen, last uh, period. The puck came around the boards to Rasmus Anderson, who's a smaller defenseman. I think he's just about six foot. But as the puck got there, Suzuki just met him at the time he touched the puck and just ran through him. It caused a bad play at the blue line. The puck squirted out, and that was the two-on-one, I believe, with Lekin and Deno. It's just these little plays. Maybe it wasn't that play specifically, but it, like I remember Suzuki hitting him and it leading to something. But it's just these little plays that you have to make and that's what wins games. Like, well, the goal scoring will come. Like I, I would be very surprised if we get shut out this game because of just how many chances there are. Yeah, well, if we're on the power play the whole time, we will. Yeah, well, there you go. And so... I don't know, it's just very frustrating, and I really hope this gets sorted out, but, like, the thing that stood out that, that whole period is, like, I don't care, it's one nothing. but, my God, they really have to, like, evaluate that Dylan Dubé hit, because every angle was just caught, can you yeah, getting, like, elbowed in the face? It was a bad hit, and, like, you know, we're we're starting to see, you know, first Army and now caught Niemi, like, we, we need to sort this shit out, because, like, it just doesn't get across people's heads. Like, it's, like... What are you penalizing? Like, if well, Army is Fiala, hit, who yeah, got a three-game suspension today for driving someone headfirst into the boards, who didn't leave the game, I'm not saying he doesn't get this, uh, doesn't deserve to be suspended, but what's so different in terms of danger from that as to blindsiding someone, leaving your feet and drawing blood? Yeah. Or, it like, make or sense. just going back to Myers, okay? Yeah. Like, it should have to do also with the... With the the diagnosis of the player, yeah, you the hit. impact on he's the team, concussed. Yeah, and the player. he's out. We can't play him. Yeah, why can he? Why can Myers play? Yeah, exactly. That's a very simple fix, as to be like you wait to have the hearing till after the player's medical diagnosis, and then you have the hearing. Yeah, so wait until then. It drives me fucking nuts. Well, they can't get the hold of well, this. Well, this is the problem when you don't have someone There's who actually no knows what they're the doing, league. and you have George uh, uh, Paros who made a career bashing people's heads in, obviously he's going to have a higher tolerance for this. And, like, I know it's a committee, but, But it's like, selective, though, because... That's what there, I mean. There's some, he doesn't there's have some that they're heavy-handed with. 
Well, because they have to. They get almost like politically pushed in with it. Where with Tom Wilson does it, it's Tom Wilson. It just it's so weird to me that some guys just get a random pass, and it was appalling to hear Sportsnet the way they were talking about. Yeah, it. Dylan Dubé. Dylan Dubé doing, doing his, his job. thing, shaking up Kotkin. I mean, it's like he could he could have like really hurt this guy. Yeah, and you know this isn't a Habs Calgary thing. Like you never want to see a guy get hit like that. Oh and God. for Sportsnet to say Dylan Dubé, like one that just shows that you don't understand hockey. Okay, because it's Dylan Dubé. Okay, it's not Milan Lucic. Yeah. Okay, Dylan Dubé doesn't throw those hits. No. Okay. So no, Dylan Dubé isn't doing his job. Dylan Dubé's job is to score, <laughs> okay? And also, Dylan Dubé is not a big guy. He leaned into Kotkaniemi's head. Yeah, okay? well, and he just jumped slow... into it. His feet were off the ground. Yeah, slow the fucking frame down, and you'll watch that the only point of contact was Kotkaniemi's nose. Every single angle, and that's, I can tell Sportsnet was trying to find the angle that didn't look as bad, but the one from behind, you see Kotkaniemi's helmet shaking before the rest of his body. The one from in front, the reverse angle there, all you see is his face squish in like that. And then the one from the side is, again, you just see only his neck shoot back. It's a dangerous play. It can't be in the game like that without any kind of punishment, let alone rewarding them. Yeah, they, they say stupid stuff. They say stu- stupid shit like that, but then they'll get Romanov's name right. Yeah, That's what drives them. But then me they nuts. also get Philip Deneau at left wing on their scoreboard. Yeah, and Brandon Gallagher. Yeah. <laughs> Brent Kulak. Yeah. It's just, it's, they, I thought they called him Shane Weber. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah, they're yeah. ridiculous. The whole idea is just, like, the whole period was just a mess. Yeah, a little point. bit, going back to the play, like, go a little bit better play from the Habs. You know, like, we're generating chances, but, you know, Markstrom, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to recant what I said in the first period. He's not playing phenomenal. I mean, like, he's getting some lucky bounces. We're getting a lot of crossbars. We're getting a lot of, uh, you know, like, Dano just missing the net kind of thing. Um, but you know, I think we have to be able to string a goal or two in the third period. Like we don't deserve to lose this game. No, we're, this is, this is, I'm getting vibes of that Toronto game where it was, that was not our game to lose. So, you know, we'll head back into the third. We'll see what happens. I have faith in this team, but my, I'm, I'm just, I'm so pissed off. I'm I'm, I'm two main things on my, three main things in my mind right now. I want us to crunch these players, like just absolutely finish your hits and look out for Dylan Dubé. Yeah. Okay. And then also, um, you know, I'm I'm so worried about Anderson. Like, I, you know, this would really, really screw us. Yeah. So know? hopefully they mentioned something third, what it was in the third. Yeah, and then and then third, it's just we need to get those bounces. Like, just get them under control. Yeah. At least we took more shots this period. We I want to, you know, I can't. We can't possibly ask for more from Toffoli, but like, I I want to notice him a bit more on the ice too. Yeah. All right, we'll check in with you guys after the third. All right. Stay calm. <laughs> I got. I. I'm calm now. Yeah. It, it's, I, what's done is done. It's a bit of a piss off. You know, it's annoying when uh, you know every time you get shut out like that. But you know, it's even worse when you have that many chances and open nets and you just can't bury it. It's, yeah. Uh, it's a very frustrating game. But here's how I look at it now. The game's done. Two nothing Calgary. This will be the first test of adversity for the Canadians. I want to see how they bounce back. Yeah. And other than that, uh, I can't wait to play Calgary again because I'd be headhunting. Like, honestly, yeah, honestly. I, I hate them. I yeah, think I, I hate them more than them. the Leafs right now. Yeah. I just don't like that team. It's a lot of rats. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm a just, positive, put, just yeah. put in the back. A positive for the for the game is Allen played incredible. Played great. Um, and also Tatar's save there at the very that end. Was that was a very nice big hustle play by a hustle player. Um, you know... 
bad games for a lot of players on the Habs. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we're going to do it during our weekly review on uh, this coming Sunday. Yeah, and I think it's worth saying uh, no team goes undefeated. Yeah. It's, you know, it is what it is. It's unfortunate in the fashion that happened, but this is no cause for concern. Yeah, well, I, yeah, it's just we'll have to see what happens with Anderson. I think, you know, with Anderson, you know, that kind of dominoed through our entire team. It yeah. shook the lines up a lot. And then, you know, Kotkaniemi got roughed up. That shook the lines up. Uh, but, you know, again, like, I can't even stress enough how worried I'm about Anderson because that'll just absolutely just tear our right side apart. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, so tonight, uh, as per usual on our Saturday night hockey, uh, we order from a local restaurant. So this week we decided to go with La Banquise, which is a famous poutine place uh, in Montreal. It's located in the um, uh, Plateau. Um, really historical place. It's a uh, Montreal favorite. Um, yeah, we... What did you order? Well, we had about, you know, our, our four testers there that we really saw. There was We couldn't really pick just one thing to eat. Um, also, just want to mention, I think if anyone who's listening actually did have La Banquise tonight, they may have even, even saw our podcast name on the bag, which is really cool. So we just want to say thank you to them for doing that. Yeah. But, uh, so we tried four poutines. We tried the classic, the Southwest, the T-Rex, and uh, the Chicks. So... The classic being obvious, you know, it's it's classic poutine, cheese, fries, gravy. Um, I gave that, uh, you know, an 8 on 10. That for me was, you know, basically perfect. The only thing that I found was lacking was there was no kind of X factor to it. So I didn't really have anything I could kind of, you know, make it stand out other than, yes, it tasted very, very good. Yeah, exactly. You got to go for, especially poutine, you have to go for the classic. You know, you got to go for just the you know, the fries, gravy, and cheese, and just, you know, that really makes, uh, you know, separates the, the men from the boys a little Definitely. bit, just because, you know, you add on all these toppings and stuff like that, it can kind of mask, like, your deficiencies, but, you know, you had to give La Banquise a good score. I mean, this was just a very solid poutine, really, like, thick gravy, fries weren't soggy, cheese was great, uh, they really nailed it. The next poutine... Well, sorry, we, what would you be your be rating on 10? Oh, I gave it an 8. Okay, so yeah. we're both like saying it's an 8. Yeah, so I basically, the everything was perfect there for me. It's just, you know, obviously the X factor isn't there, just purely because it's, uh, like, by definition, it's a poutine with yeah, no X classic factor. poutine. Yeah, yeah, so there's no, like, uh, special uh, thing going on there. So the next one we got was the Southwest, which is a poutine with uh, bacon, red onions, guacamole, uh, onion rings, and chipotle sauce. This was one that Jesse and I were really hesitant to get. We're big, uh, we're big meat eaters, uh, and this, uh, you know, was recommended to us by um, Annie and Mark at La Banquise. Uh, but you know, this was one of, you know, this was a pleasant surprise for me. You know, I, I, I was the first one to give it a go, and uh, you know, immediately became my second favorite that we ordered, and I, I could very much see myself getting this again. Guacamole is not one thing you you would see yourself putting on a poutine, uh, but mix that with chipotle sauce and holy moly, is that a good, is that holy moly guacamole? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, well, out of 10. I gave it a 10. So you gave it a 10. See, this one was interesting. So I'll just go off the bat. I gave it a nine and I mean, I loved it. I can't recommend it, you know, more. It was very, very good. Like you said, it's something that kind of surprises you. I'm getting there. <laughs> um, I think that because it's something that surprises you i think it would deter a few people so that was my instant hesitation was like oh i don't know if this will work so i feel like if i was ordering one poutine and i saw that it would kind of throw me off and make me order something else 
but I was very, very happy to be wrong. This is like, well, just very, very tasty and it, the flavors worked, you know, it's like you can like ketchup and you can like yeah. chocolate cake, <laughs> but you might not like ketchup with chocolate cake. You're going to like this guacamole with your poutine. Yeah, it, it for some reason just works like it, you know, it's uh it was one that I was looking on the menu and I was like, hell no. Yeah, we but know then, hockey, they know food. <laughs> yeah, they know food. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, they recommended it to us. I was like, you know, want to know what? I'm just going to go with the recommendation. And, and Jesus, was that, a, was that a good poutine? So what did you give it out of 10? Yeah, so I gave it a 9. So what, what deterred from a 10? Well, that's what I was saying. Just from the fact that, you know, when, when it comes to the X Factor thing, I think that I'm also considering kind of the novel to it. And so the fact that it you know, on paper didn't okay, sound appeasing, yeah. appealing was just something I'd take a point off just because had we not specifically ordered it because it was so out there, I don't think I would have ordered it. Yeah. So see, the reason we primarily ordered it because we, we kind of wanted a sampler from the place to kind of rate them properly and they recommended this one to us. Uh, but, you know, to be fair to Jesse's point, uh, I don't think either of us would have ordered it um, if we were just getting a poutine each. But you know, I gave it a 10 kind of for the same reason Jesse gave it a nine, like but I kind image. of flipped it. So like, uh, you know, I gave it a, a, a two on two for the X factor just because, you know, it did surprise me on how good it was. And, you know, it is a kind of out there, um, food, you know, like guacamole with, with, you know, with gravy and French fries doesn't really seem like it would go, but you know, that's the definition of an X factor to me. It's just like that bang that just works for some reason. You don't, you're not really sure why, but it just does. So uh, just before we go on, I, just, I think it's worth mentioning just because we keep mentioning the X factor and everything. When we do these food ratings, we actually we actually have a proper criteria. We're not just making it up. So for poutines in general, we said it was two points on the fries, two points on the cheese, two points on the gravy, uh, two points for if we actually enjoyed it, and two points for that X factor. So when you're getting these numbers, they're not just made up. These are things we took a few minutes yeah. to actually calculate down. And so... Uh, we hope it's worth, you know, listening to. But so the next one would be uh, the Chicks, right? Yeah. So the Chicks um, was, it was a, basically the classic poutine, uh, but then they added in breaded chicken, uh, hence Chicks. Um, you know, this was, you know, a solid poutine. I think what could have been better was if there'd be more chicken, but to be fair to them, uh, we kind of shared one, yeah. Right, so, so we kind of we had to split the chicken. Right? Yeah, that's there's that. But that it. chicken was damn good. Though. It was a, it was very good. I mean, for me, I I'll I'll go to my number first. I gave it an eight just because I took a point off here and there just because we said yeah there wasn't enough chicken which I can't really fault them for. But at the same time, I'm you know thinking of the whole poutine, the ratio stays the same for me. You know, we each had half a poutine with half the portion, mm -hmm. so. I, th I would have liked a bit more chicken, but obviously, you know, that's not up for, you know, me to yeah, decide. Yeah, it was also like 10 bucks, so. And that's yeah. exactly, it's a little, like, it's it, I just wanted a little bit more, and I just found it was, it was a nice little addition, but it wasn't, you know, especially, unfortunately, coming right after the Southwest, it wasn't as much of a wow factor. Yeah, the Southwest really set the bar, like, it, it was just such a colorful plate, and like, you know, it just, it was, it was very surprising. You had like the, you had the chipotle uh, colored sauce on there. You got, you had the green, bright green from the guacamole, but you know, the chicks was very good. You know, like I, the chicken was so good. I could literally just eat like a plate of that chicken. Yeah, that I mean, chicken eight, was just great. So I gave it an eight and you gave it. Yeah, I gave it an eight so as yeah, well. So yeah, an eight on 10 average is still a phenomenal So yeah, that's dish. basically two on two fries, two on two cheese. Uh, you know, basically 
it ran the board except for the X Factor just because, you know, it, it, it is just chicken yeah, on the Yeah, I team. gave it one point for the X Factor and one point for the yeah, enjoyment. Yeah, it's just, it, it's not that it, 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 it's a bad thing. It's, it is just a simple poutine, which, yeah. is, which is good. Which, yeah. for some people, that might be a 10 on Exactly, 10. yeah. And then we get to the T-Rex. Yeah, so the T-Rex was the monstrosity we bought. Um, you know, it, it kind of had, uh, you know, our meat lovers, uh, you know, at heart came through so we we got the ground uh ground steak pepperoni bacon and hot dog sausage um you know this was the the you know the carotid clogger <laughs> this was the you know heart attack this uh, was the 10 on 10 from both of yeah. us <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this was this was a uh you know this was a dream con- dream come true for both of us uh you know I, it, needless to say, we both gave it a ten. Yeah, I wasn't joking. That yeah, was, yeah, this was. Uh, I'm not really sure why it's called the T Rex, but I'm not sure actually. Yeah, but it. it oh, uh, maybe because they're carnivores. Oh yeah, maybe yeah. Yeah, just That's eat true. all the meat. Yeah, so it was basically every meat you could possibly imagine in there that uh, is uh, around fifty fifty fat to protein. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's a T Rex because all the T Rexes are dead. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, my chest started to hurt after, but uh, no, this was you know extremely tasty. Pain. Yeah, the, the meat, you could just tell. Like, sometimes you go to other restaurants and, like, you know, they put ground beef in there and you just know that it's just, like, it, it just tastes funky. Yeah, this was definitely, <laughs> was little, like, good. This food. was, like, very, very high-quality ground beef. You could tell it was, like, steak, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it wasn't, like, uh, you know, uh, you know, like, hooves yeah. and, like, It antlers. wasn't uh, the leftovers from other meals. It was meant for that poutine. Yeah, and there, the, yeah, and the sausage was really good. I mean, it was... It was kind of like elevated hot dog yeah honestly yeah, and then like there was some uh you know some other stuff in there that was just real good but yeah, yeah. so i mean across the board i mean with a with you know a lowest rating of eight on ten between the four poutines that i mean when you do the quick math on that it averages out to we give it a nine on ten for the restaurant as a whole um that we we really wanted to avoid a bunch of 10 on 10 and 9 on 10s yeah, but this was unavoidable that's the thing too is like we're not gonna bullshit you guys like we're not trying to just you know like get sponsored or whatever like you know yeah no this is like genuinely this is a 9 on 10 when i when we us. when we contacted contacted the bounties uh annie and mark when they reached back out to us we we mentioned that you know we're not gonna you know sugarcoat it just because you know they they agreed to do it it's uh you know it's it's part of our podcast and it's part of our our weekly uh you know our saturday night hockey and you know if it's not good then yeah we're gonna say it's gonna not, be not good. good it'll be you better know, for lucky for them <laughs> yeah lucky for them we have like uh you know not a millions and millions of followers but um you know a place like that like uh you know what were they expecting yeah they they, they they earned their confidence there and you know it definitely uh you know is gonna be i can tell you know over this season this will probably be uh you know one two or three up most definitely. Well, yeah. I'm sure after the season ends, we'll have a review. Yeah, kind we're gonna of have like, a, you know the Hall of Fame. And yeah, everything. we'll have like a Hall of Fame, but I don't see much beating out Lebon Keys. This is just a, you know, especially for hockey. Like this is just a good, you know, yeah. Montreal Canadiens food. To eat. Very, very Quebec based. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. But yeah, I think that's basically yeah. it. Yeah. So we'll uh, catch you guys in our weekly review tomorrow, uh, Sunday. Uh, we'll have a lot to talk about. You know, yeah, we got some go big games Monday, coming though, up. I think. Yeah, it'll be up Monday, but uh, you know we have a lot of games to talk about. We have, you know, two big games against Vancouver coming up, and two big games against Ottawa, and then we got like a little bit of a Leafs thing going on. So, uh, yeah. Until then, we'll catch you guys next time.